Hello, welcome to What's Mine is Yours. I'm Jesse. And I'm Hope. This is your audio guidebook to post-millennial relationships. Today, we're talking about... Moving! Ooh. It sounds so fun when we talk about it, but like, yeah. it's actually kind of the worst. Kind of sounds like a long adventure. Yeah. I remember when we moved from Florida up to Tennessee, we had all of the boxes stacked up against the bedroom wall for yes. like three weeks. And there was one point, now that you mentioned that, we have a video of me pushing the whole entire stack by bracing my foot against the wall and then pushing the stack with my back. It's even better because you're wearing Mickey Mouse jammies. (laughs) (laughs) It's big Christmas vibes because it was around that time of year. Yeah, we moved in the end of February. Yes. So, when did you first move or when can you remember? (laughs) We moved a lot when I was a kid, and it was usually around my birthday. So now we joke about, like, oh, every time we're moving, it's around my birthday. But it happened, like, four or five times. Really? Yeah, we lived in South Florida when I was born for, like, the first almost three years. That's the first move we had was to Colorado Mm. right before my third birthday. Wow. And then we were there until I was eight. Well, almost eight. We moved back right before my birthday. This was before your birthday. Right. Oh my goodness. So I was in new areas for at least two birthdays. Yeah. And then I remember moving from the rental house to the house we bought right around my birthday. Oh my gosh. I think it just lined up because like, well, I don't even know why that would line up. But sometimes year cycles will line up. Yeah, depending on when your lease is, if you're renting. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Which is what happened to us when we moved from Florida to Tennessee. Yes. It wasn't because we ran out of time. It's just we found the place we wanted to be. No, our lease was up in January, and they gave us an extra month to pack and move out. Yes, I thought you were talking about the Apodacas. No, that's a whole different kind of moving. So how many times have you moved? I think the last time I counted, it was eight, but we're about to move again, so nine. I grew up in the same house for the first six years of my life in Morriston. It was a very small town. And then we moved to Date City. Actually, no, technically we moved to Tampa. And I moved into a hotel. How was that? Four months. It was int- It was almost surreal. I think it was kind of a, in limbo. And being that young, there was a lot of things that were available that in my mind were kind of just not there. Right. So like, the vast amount of exploration we could have done if we were two years old or three years older, it would have been maybe a little bit more enjoyable, but we had a fun time and we got to know the staff. And then after that time, because I was between my dad moving to a new job or actually getting technically just bought out by another job and they moved to uh, Dade City, we had to be closer to it. So even though Tampa was not really that close to Dade City, uh, but we moved into Dade City, uh, very close to my dad's work. And that was the house that your parents built, right? No, that, the first one we lived in was the one they built. Uh, we moved from the, the trailer on the same property of the house that we built in Morriston. And then we moved to Tampa, then to Dade City. And Dade City we stayed until I was about 13 or 14, and then we moved to New York. That's a big trip. That was a huge change, not only geographically, but culturally. And mm-hmm. also, of course, I don't have any friends when I move. Yeah, and you're at a really interesting age where you kind of depend on your friends. Or um, should be able to. Well, yeah, definitely for encouragement and, like, kinship. And then uh, 
about three years into being in New York, we decided to come back to Florida. So as soon as I started to get integrated within the community, we had to move back. And, and I'm so glad you did. I'm so we glad we wouldn't have too. met otherwise. That's very fair. Um, and we moved back to my uncle's house in Lakanto and lived there. I lived there until I was about 17, almost 18. Moved to college down St. Pete mm-hmm. in an 18-foot trailer. And then I moved to my cousin's house that was still in St. Pete. And then I moved back to Lakanto to be near Hope or closer to Hope. Yeah, one hour is a lot better than two and a half. Exactly. Could not make that drive every day. And then I moved into Hope's house mm-hmm. when I got married. And then we moved all the way to Tennessee. Into a trailer. To another trailer. <laughs> it was a nicer trailer. And then we bought our house. Another and now house. we're moving again. Three years later. I don't even know how many times that is. I didn't count. But it's a lot. We've moved a lot. And today, we don't want to just discuss what we've done, but what we've learned over the many moves and how to do it either if you are moving with someone, your significant other, Mm -hmm. or if you're moving by yourself, maybe how to include friendships. So how to navigate that as a solo person too, Mm -hmm. maybe, because we've had a friend recently move to Georgia and she had us as friends and we helped her. So first, let's go through some basic rules as a couple for for moving what are some parameters that need to be understood before moving make sure you're moving somewhere both of you want to be Hmm. yeah that's important it shouldn't be this one-sided thing where someone's like oh i am so excited about moving to blank 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 because this is here this is here this is here you might bring up some good advice or good reasons for it but it has to be a joint effort because Mm -hmm. both of you are living there in the new place and it's not necessarily like moving to a new city but just like a new place to live if you're moving from an apartment to another apartment or an apartment to a house the type of home yeah uh, the size of the home what can you afford as a couple as well to look at that's a very important um precursor to moving is it better for your you as a couple to rent or actually move into a house because sometimes short term is very good for getting the layout of the land uh, we were blessed with that camper uh, by the Apodacas, um and that enabled us to look around in Greenville without really paying any rent at all they didn't charge us for anything they were super generous and everyone has the opportunity so when if moving out of state you can't visit the town you want to move in uh, I would suggest renting first. Yeah, or if you are able to look around first, even for a weekend, mm-hmm. try to make that trip and like scope out potential yeah. places that you might want to live, or like your new favorite coffee shop, your new church. That's what we did, and that's how we kind of settled on Greenville mm-hmm. because we didn't want to even temporarily go somewhere we didn't want to be. And once we once we actually visited it, we thought. Man, Greenville's a small, quaint town with really just what we need. Yeah, and I remember when we checked it out the very first time going down Main Street. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is such a cute little spot. There's a little theater and coffee mm-hmm. shops and really old, beautiful, historic houses and churches. And just like that homey southern vibe that yeah. we didn't get at all in Florida. It was very magical and hometowny, like Hope said. And the views. Oh, man, just coming, cresting a hill, just 
breathtaking. Uh, going into downtown, you can see the whole entire southern mountains below us, and they rise, you know, a hundred times taller than the, the city below it. So you can see the range as far as the east is from the west, pretty much. Um, and what's great about that, too, is the fat house we found, we could see even further. because Yeah, the we house... got like six ranges on a good day. Yeah, and the house is elevated in the city. Uh, and there's a valley that goes down beyond us, so we can actually see uh, more of the mountains, which we love the mountains here. We would need to hike more. Mm-hmm. Um, what... What else do couples or anyone who's moving need to think about before they take that step? Um, I think a really good initial assessment of your financials. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, if you have children or uh, any other family who is very near and dear to you, really assessing why you're moving uh, and if it's a good enough reason to either uproot children from a place that they're familiar with or uh, go far enough away from family that you won't be able to see them as often as you might be used to um, so that you're mentally prepared. You can still do it if that's the case. It's just you have to, one, prepare the people that you know it's going to affect, especially yourselves. Uh, Being in the right mindset when moving is really helpful. Hope and I were, we, we were, we were ready to move. We knew it's what, uh, we had prayed about it for a while and we knew that this was the peaceful and right thing to do. Um, but we also were cautious with it because we didn't just buy something from Florida. We moved up there temporarily and, uh, decided to stay basically. Um, so, um, what else could people, uh, do before deciding to move? Um, um, I think it's a really good idea to make a list of pros and cons if you're divided about moving. Yeah. Like, what are the benefits of going to the new place and the cons of going to that new place and the same for staying where you are. That will help you get a more logical right. perspective. Because sometimes you decision. go into a very big decision like moving from an emotional standpoint, and then you end up regretting it. Sure. Yeah. I think uh, moving is something that you'll almost always do as an as a adult or a child or even get, growing up. And sometimes it can be extremely beneficial. We even have a friend who is considering moving, uh, and he uh, is moving so that he can get a new perspective because there's been many things that have affected him within the city he's living in Mm -hmm. uh, that remind him of things that are uh, very sad and uh, hard to deal with. So with that in mind, uh, it's not running away from your problems per se. It's because your mind is mentally linked to visual stimulants and uh, it can remember things more if something triggers that memory and it's not healthy it's probably just better for your mental health to move away from something like that. Yeah, I think my mental health has improved since we've moved. I do too. Oh, I know it has. That's evident. So we've talked about what to do before deciding to move. What do you need to do before your actual move day? Uh, Figure out how you're going to get your stuff (laughs) to the new place. Yeah, Um, you can consider leaving whatever furniture you have behind or selling it 
or if you want to take it with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So assess how much you need to bring and that will dictate what type of movement <laughs> for those items you'll decide on. Uh, we did a U-Haul. We drove a U-Haul. It was mm -hmm. like a 20-foot trailer, 16, 18-foot trailer. Right, but your truck was attached to the back of it. Yeah, I hauled the truck on the back of it. I also had to disconnect my truck axle from the transmission just to haul it. So That sounds really scary. It was interesting. U-Haul is a pretty inexpensive option. If you feel confident in driving from one place to another. Yes. Um, if you have confident truck skills... Uh, or even driving skills in general, know that it is very different than your average vehicle. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're driving, your turns are wider. You can cut off people a lot easier. The mirror distance from the front of the vehicle to the back of the vehicle is deceiving. You're so, also sitting up higher than you would be in a regular vehicle. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are different than normal driving for a vehicle of that size, but it's a good economy option. Uh, especially if you're good at packing. <laughs> um, if you hire someone out, you'll expect to pay at least three times more than your U-Haul. Um, but it is delivered, and you don't even have to think about it, really. Mm -hmm. Although, I have had that, we had that done to our house from moving from Florida to New York, and a lot of things were broken. So they are not going to be as gentle with your stuff as you would be. Um, is there the option of packing your boxes and then having someone load them on the truck for you probably uh they were pretty good at packing like glassware and stuff like that but even still some items just need an extra care that maybe not wouldn't be as uh, focused on by someone who doesn't own it yeah and you don't want to wait until like the day before to start packing your stuff oh for sure you need to pack at least give yourselves three weeks before to start packing and have it done a week before your move date. Yeah, and start with the things that are non-essential. So pack up your seasonal clothing or... All the decorations. Yep, anything that is a personal item that you don't need to function on a daily basis. Even most of your shoes. Yeah. Uh, you can pack up most of your apparel, most of... Uh, the things that you do use but don't need every day uh, if you have other options. Yeah, and also like downsizing your cooking utensils. Obviously, you're going to have to eat every day before you move. Yeah. But having one box that goes on the truck last or in your car with you so when you get to your new home, you're able to continue functioning. Yeah, and you could even downsize all the kitchen and just use paper plates and, you, and forks for That's really a week. Wasteful. Is paper bad? Paper's recyclable, baby. But the plastic. Use a paper fork. For... <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a paper fork. Uh, I mean, they're recycling plastic too, but it doesn't always go in the recycling bin. Be responsible with your recycling stuff, guys. Um, so, we've gotten up to a move date. Mm -hmm. Kind of decided what is best between a large moving company and a U-Haul or... They even do things like little shipping containers that you can load themselves and they'll pick up and move. Those are pretty expensive. Um, yeah, especially if you're having them stored somewhere else. Yeah, but that is a good thing about it is you don't have to have exactly a move-in date mm -hmm. with that option. So if you are renting and you don't want to unload your whole house, they can go and store it as well as pick it up. Then they can move it to your new house whenever you need it. Yeah, when we moved up to Tennessee, all our stuff was packed and then 
drove directly to a storage unit while we were living in the trailer before we bought our house. So everything didn't get unpacked twice, basically. Yeah, it was just put in boxes and kept in boxes until it got to the actual house. Which was nice about a RV because it already has chairs, it already has cooking stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of short-term rentals also come furnished. So if you are looking for something before you get your new permanent residence. If you are moving, try to consolidate or like declutter your home before you start packing. Hmm. Don't take stuff that you aren't going to use. I helped your mom with this a lot before they moved up. Yeah. And even when they moved from like Washburn over to Greenville. For sure. Yeah. It's a great time to downsize anything that's extra uh if you haven't used it for a year pretty much need to get rid of it unless it's of course uh sentimental even then you don't need to keep everything that's ever been sentimental it's true cards and extra things like that if it reminds you of someone that's near and dear there's no problem keeping it but don't clutter your house with things that are going to overwhelm you Mm -hmm. and not bring you joy yeah if you are not clearing it out you're cleaning it up yeah it's a good thing to clean up and and getting rid of things that sounds like a negative thing but it's really just decluttering your house which will in turn declutter your mind because you're not visibly seeing clutter clutter is uh clutter in a house can almost always be transferred to a cluttered mind because you can't find a space to sit down relax and not look at what you need to clean up yeah it's definitely been a source of anxiety for me in the past In probably the past two, maybe three years, we've really tried to live a more minimal life. Mm. And it has been so easy to keep the house clean, even with having a new member of the family come in and all the stuff that she needs. Yeah. We still had space for it. It is nice. Uh, We go through our clothing, try to do it uh, twice a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we haven't used a piece of clothing in six months, that's not... A seasonal option then it just gets donated so that's something to keep in mind that that's a good hack keep your uh, clothes clothes hangers backwards so the loop that goes over the pole that you hang it with keep it on backwards when you first put all your clothing on and then as you use them put them on forward so you know you used it and at the end of the year you'll see what you don't use and you'd be surprised at how much clothing you don't use I got rid of like half of my arsenal probably within the first year of being married to hope so and it's nice just being able to see the options that i actually use yeah and you're not having to sift past things that don't fit you right make you feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or for a different season of life like i have my postpartum wardrobe right now but i have a completely separate maternity wardrobe that's packed up because i'm not pregnant right now that's fair yeah So when you move to a new place, how do you make new friends? How do you get connected with your new community? Hmm. Uh, One thing you can do is if you're religious in any way, uh, if you are a believer, uh, I would go to a local church that aligns with what you believe. Um, This is a good opportunity to find like-minded people. Mm -hmm. Um, If there is a YMCA in in the city, there are classes there where you can find people who are like-minded in that way, maybe for fitness or sports or something like that. There are even like parent activities that are sports teams, little sports teams, like 
I think for uh, indoor soccer, there's one in our local city. Uh, what are some of our opportunities? Recently, since I have kids with me all day long, I have been going to story time at the library. We joined a music class. We mm. are getting connected with the other parents in the nursery at church. Yeah. So finding people who are in a similar life stage as us has been really beneficial for our social and mental health. So looking for opportunities where people who are doing life similarly mm-hmm. are doing events. That's where you can find those people. It's hard, though, being this age and finding people that you can actually agree with and <laughs> get along with. But uh, it is not impossible. I think it just takes effort. Uh, so not being passive, you're not going to find a friend on the side of the street, usually. Um, so you have to be actually active to try to find someone to spend time with. And if your budget allows it, also do more activities outside of your home or outside of your city, like going to a concert or a play or a show, or even like going to the movie theater and like hanging out before or after the film. For sure. Um, So as a solo adventurer into a new area, Um, It can be difficult, but if you uh, want to make it a little easier, I would suggest finding anyone you're connected with and asking for help. People usually are readily wanting to help you already. If you're not used to driving a large vehicle and you want to save some money, I would suggest finding someone who could drive a U-Haul. We recently drove a U-Haul from Tennessee through Atlanta into Georgia from one of our friends and move them into their house in a single day. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a fury, I'll tell you that. But we are pretty determined for things like that. And it depends on your abilities, really. So if you are a solo mover and you want to drive yourself, that's fine. Maybe get uh, throw a party together, like a packing party. Provide everyone pizza. They'll pack your house. They'll get pizza. They'll be happy. And your job will be a lot lighter. And on the opposite end, if you do have the budget for it and you don't feel physically capable enough to do it, hire the movers. Yeah. There is no wrong way to move. It's true. You have to just assess where you are at. Mm -hmm. What you value. Mm -hmm. Uh, And time is money. So uh, having someone move you is not something that's a negative thing. It's just... uh, an option. Yeah, I know we're young and capable enough to do it ourselves, so that's why we rented a U-Haul, and now yeah. we're moving like three minutes away into the new house. So we don't even have to rent a U-Haul this time. We'll just make multiple trips. We'll move slowly. <laughs> if you can get those hard plastic totes for your seasonal items, and just keep them in there until the season's right. Mm-hmm. If you have. Um, like a local marketplace like Facebook or Kijiji or Craigslist, they usually have some sort of boxes available for you so you aren't buying brand new ones and creating more mm. waste after you move. Yeah, moving boxes are always always available on there for nothing. Really. And we got a bunch of ours from our local grocery store when we moved from Florida. But I was also working at that grocery store. Right, but if you ask. <laughs> They'll be glad to give you some cardboard. Yeah. They recycle cardboard, though, at most grocery stores. Um, so if they're not giving it to you, it's probably because of that. 
A lot of times people come in and ask for banana boxes from Publix though, and we readily give those to customers. So You also could check at your um, office supply store, so Staples, Office Max, yeah. Best Buy. I would suggest going on, uh, if it's during the holiday season, a lot of times, like Hope was saying, totes are available for buying pretty cheap, and some of them are stackable. I would recommend the stackable ones, especially if you're moving yourself, mm-hmm. or if you're not even moving yourself and you want to keep your stuff safe, if they can stack together and lock together, or even just have a bottom that locks into the, the top of the next one, that would be ideal. Label your box on every side. Yeah. Make it very sure. clear where it's going in your new house. Especially if it's going into storage before you bring it to the new house. You're or not going to remember that Or if someone box. else is helping you move. They're like, yeah. oh, where does this one go? They're going to have to ask every single time. Right. If you're moving into a new house um, and you know you want to paint walls, if you can, delay moving in slightly and and or put all the boxes in the middle of the rooms you want them to go in and paint before actually moving in moving in even if you don't want to paint clean the house before you move in for sure because you will know it is clean to your standard if you are the one who's cleaning it that's fair also change out your air filters when you move yeah watch for those check your attic when you move God, I've or even if attic. Not always you have, you don't always have an attic and you don't always have a crawl space, but if you do have either of those, check them out. Make sure they are free of excess moisture if it's the basement or the crawl space. Um, make sure that you're watching all the ACE HVAC lines. Watch for pillar compression if it's concrete pillars or brick. Uh, old mortar past like 1950s was used. A lot of limestone was used so that's compressible over those years and you have to watch for uh, structural fractures uh, watch all the beams if there's any stress marks in their ceilings uh, you'll notice either on your wall closest to a window or um, any load-bearing walls if there is significant cracks I would avoid either purchasing the house or bring it up so that you can get it uh, written up to the contract that that will be repaired or at least uh, paid for by the sellers um something else to look for is the roof when you're looking at a house to buy look at the roof make sure you ask the right questions if it's a metal roof ask them if the screws have been changed in the last 10 years or seven years uh, ideally five but if it's in the last 10 years they haven't changed them and they know that it's time to change all of the structural or the the securing screws to the, the roof if it's an asphalt roof You'll notice uh, the de- decay of the coloring on the top of it, especially on the sun side, uh, will be obvious. So that costs you know up to ten thousand dollars in some roofs. So that's something to think about. How long does an asphalt roof last? Uh, architectural shingles can last up to twenty to twenty-five years. Uh, Three-time shingles are rated up to twenty years, but they usually only last about fifteen, depending on the climate of the the city. Um, what else to look, look for? Look for the lay of the land. See if it's in a flood zone. Make sure that if it is, there is proper French draining uh, or, or some other type of draining system, retaining walls, whatever it may be. Um, if it does have a basement and it's in a flood zone, make sure it has a sub pump um, in the basement to pump out any excess water that gets into the basement. Um, if there is a crawl space and it's not, uh, doesn't have a vapor barrier, try to include that within the contract. 
because you'll get excess moisture coming to the bottom of the house and causing either creaking or separation of your floorboards or your actual subfloor. Um, nails can also start to pop out because of moisture uh, getting into the fibers of the wood and expanding them and then contracting when drying. Also check what the noise level is in the area. Like a couple of the houses we've looked at were very close to train tracks and the trains come through here several times a day and you wouldn't hear them in your house. Yeah. Also, if you are able to buy a home near a school for like safety reasons, there is a list of people who are not allowed to live within a certain vicinity of schools. Yeah. We currently live by a school and a U.S. armory. <laughs> uh, we're going to be moving into a, a very nice portion of town as well, though. We're actually moving to a house that is right across the street from a train. Also, when you are moving into a new home, either change the locks or mm. add longer screws into your strike plate so it is harder for the door yeah. to open, especially if you are moving alone. Yeah. I would always change your locks. No matter who you're buying it from, it just cannot be trusted. There could be a key that was lent to someone that didn't know that the owners moved and they're not trustworthy and you just can't take a risk like that. Upgrade your locks, change your lock. Like it's, it doesn't cost too much. Uh, if you don't have a lot of money, you can get a $20 front door lock from Lowe's with a deadbolt and it's not that expensive. So um, I would recommend doing that. If you don't know how, Lowe's always has installers to do that. It's about a hundred, that's moving in a nutshell. I'm glad that we were able to maybe do a little bit of a shorter episode, but a very important one because most people move. At some point, yeah, for sure. If you have more questions, please feel free to DM us on Instagram or on our Facebook page at WMIY underscore pod on Instagram or What's Mine Is Yours podcast on Facebook. Or you can email us at What's Mine Is Yours pod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to directly talk with us and DM us on Discord, sign up at the Patreon. Uh, a, a link to the Patreon will be on our Instagram at WMIY underscore pod. And you can also find a link to the Patreon in the show notes on Spotify and Apple Play or Apple Play Podcast soon and Amazon Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.